What's up, Rock Church? Let's get a little big hand. Come on now. Amen. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Look at the person next to you and say, I'm so glad it's Sunday. Are y'all really glad it's Sunday? Yes. Amen. What's up, East County? What's up, North County? What's up, San Ysidro? Everybody watching online and all our military. Let's go, all those people. Welcome and God bless you out there. God bless you. God bless you. And we uh, thank God for the hurricane not having a lot of damage. We heard there were no deaths in Mexico. So uh, at least that's what I heard. And amen. God bless God doing that. Amen. Before we pray, can you all take out this card you have in your bulletin? It says all in. It's a pledge card. Amen. And all the campuses, take out that card. We started the all in campaign three weeks ago. And we've been talking through the life of Abraham and enlisting all of y'all into the mission and vision of the church. Uh, we're in week three. And on November 15th is Commitment Sunday, where part of our all-in uh, involvement is a financial pledge over the next two years into the mission of the church. And this is the card that we're, you're going to have you fill out and hand in on that day. And I just want you to look through it. It has a little giving chart on the back that gives you an idea of what if you were to pledge over two years to the mission and vision of the church. As I said uh, earlier, this is a different kind of uh, financial commitment. It's really just all that you think you will give in totality over the next two years to the mission of the church, whether you tithe or your additional giving or stored one-time giving. And there's a little chart inside that you can figure all that out. But what we're asking people to do on November 15th, is to say over the next two years, over the next two years, here's what I believe and what I believe God is leading our family to give to the mission of the church. And so we, want, we have this card for you to pray over. We would encourage you to pray with your wife, your husband, your family, your small group people, whoever you feel is counseling your life, and say, Lord, what, are you, what would you have us do for the next two years, and then we're going to add it up. We believe we can collect $75 million based on all that we have in our church and all the people who currently give and all the people who don't give, that we can get up to $75 million to invest in all the ministry of the church, the multi-sites that we're getting ready to open up another one in City Heights in December, and all the, amen, amen, amen. Uh, and by the way, if you, if you have never been to City Heights, I would encourage you to drive uh, to El Cajon Boulevard, 15 to El Cajon Boulevard, make a left, our building's right there the old Pearson Ford building. But we want to open up a new site every year. Um, we're going to plant more small groups. We're going to plant more micro sites. We're going to minister in Haiti and all the things we're going to do. So uh, I would challenge you and encourage you to pray through this card over the next few weeks. And on November 15th, we'll have our commitment Sunday. Amen? Amen. Let's all get on our knees. Let's all get on our knees. And by the way, I did the uh, chapel for the Raiders last night. <laughs> I'm feeling so much love right now. I'm feeling so much love right now. And you know, when I was growing up, I, I really didn't really follow the charges as much as I did the Raiders. I was more of a Raider fan growing up. And, um, uh, and you know, all that stuff is it's all good and fun, but we all know it doesn't mean anything. And uh, they had almost half their team at chapel. And, and I've been seeing this, uh, this, over the last few years, I've been surprisingly seeing their chapel grow, because I do it, I have done it the last four, three or four or five years. And it was, like I said, it was like, I, I actually, it's on my Instagram, I did a little video of the chapel 
uh, I think there was like 30 guys there, 30 people, and, and their quarterback, David Carr, is on fire for Jesus Christ. I mean, unbelievable. I, I went and met him earlier, and he's just like, I just, I don't, wanna, I, I don't want my life to be about football. I want my life to be about Jesus. That guy is so, so on fire for God. And I was like, yeah, we're on our knees. Oh, sorry, you're on your knees. <laughs> I can tell y'all don't pray on your knees that much. <laughs> Lord, I pray for bony knees. I pray, if you're watching online, people are complaining because they're on their knees on concrete, so I got to get to my prayer and not tell a long story. Lord, I, I, I just pray for, I pray that you would grow fat on people's knees. <laughs> Lord, we pray we can honor you. We pray we can honor you with all of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for that reminder, whoever said that over there. I actually, y'all need to thank him for that reminder. <laughs> That's funny. Let's see your Bible study. Let's see your Bible study on three say word. One, two, three say word. Very good. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis 14. Genesis 14. <laughs> First book of the Bible, chapter 14. <laughs> Actually, when, when I was kneeling down, I started, I'm going to tell the Raiders story. I'm like, yeah, this is not, not going to go good. We're going to be on these. <laughs> I thought I was going to cut it short. <laughs> Who said that, by the way? You? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, security. <laughs> uh, since we have been in this building which has been seven, uh, eight years, we've done three line of duty deaths of police officers. I believe three. And they were in about a two and a half year span. So they were back to back to back. And unfortunately, we got a system with working with the police uh, SWAT and everything where they go and they're on the roof and the governor and the mayor and all the city council and uh, very emotional, draining, incredible days. And the first one we had, the officer served SDPD, sheriff, SWAT, Marine, and Army. And he died, I believe, in Afghanistan. So all the representatives were here, generals, admirals, police chief, sheriff, SWAT. It was overwhelmingly incredible. And when a Marine dies, their body is not left alone until the body is in the grave. There is a Marine standing guard of that body until they're in the grave. And the whole time his body was here, they had guards, armed guards, on uh, either side of the casket the whole time. And every 15 minutes or so, they would change the guard as the service was going. And it was very emotional. And at the very end, after everyone left, I was standing here with another pastor, and they had Marines and police and Army on both sides of the casket. And the guy leading the casket out was crying, and he said, let's take him home. It was, it was unbelievable. And I saw honor. Everyone say honor. I saw a man honored, and I started thinking about when we die, God honoring us as the angels take us to heaven, what that would be like. And then I started thinking about how we can honor God now. That God wants us to honor him now. 
I want to challenge you today and prepare your heart to honor God with your heart. We're going to talk, as we, two weeks ago we started this series uh, called All In Through the Life of Abraham. We saw that Abraham two weeks ago was called out of his land to pursue a legacy. God says, but through, through you I'm going to create a great nation. But you have to leave everything you have. And I challenge you what you would want God to, what you would want your life to be known as. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to leave a legacy, leave a legacy of someone who trusted God, someone who's used by God, someone who is favored by God? Last week we talked about Abraham's all-in trust of God. That he and his nephew Lot were traveling and they got to the promised land and Abraham's herds and family had grown very big. Lot, his nephew's family and herds had grown very big and they had conflict and they had a split ways. And Abraham told Lot, you can choose left, I'll go right. You can choose right, I'll go left. You go first, I will trust whatever's left over is what God has for me. And then if we are going to fulfill our all-in commitment, we are going to have to trust God. Everyone say trust God. You're going to have to know his promises and rely on his promises and build altars throughout your life to constantly remind you of God's involvement in your life. We talked about that last week. Today I want to talk about being people of honor. Say honor. That your life would honor God. That you wouldn't be someone who goes to church, someone who talks about God, someone who even just knows scripture, but that you honor God. With your actions, with your deeds, with what you give, with what you keep, but that you are a person of honor. And you look on the screen, to honor means to acknowledge a high value or worth, to acknowledge something as being very significant and important in your life. Honor is shown by how we treat what we keep and what we give. Proverbs 3, 5 and, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. This is very, very insightful for me. I never saw this like this before. But it says, honor the Lord with your possessions, what you keep. And, everyone say and. And with the first fruits of your increase, what you give. You need to honor God with what you keep and what you give. And then there's a blessing that comes with it. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. In other words, what he's saying is that if you honor God with what you have and you honor God by what you give, that your whole life is about honoring God. Your whole life is about acknowledging God for who he is and his high value and his holiness and his power and his blessings in your life that you will receive a blessing. You don't do it for that. It's just it's just it's a result of it. And so there are two honor questions we want to answer. How do you honor God with what you keep? All the stuff that you have, your body. How do you honor God with this? Your clothes, your house, your car, your family, your ideas, your relationships. That all of that you would honor God with what you keep. And how do you honor God by what you give God? Both the same. Is that, again, we're not people who attend, we're people who honor 24-7. Number one, honor means, with what you keep, honor means fulfilling God's intended purpose with what you keep. So all the things that you have, you honor God with those things by using them according to the way the creator of them designed them. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, 19, uh, chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, it says, You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Everyone say, honor God with your body. This right here, hear that? It's not mine. 
God bought it. I gave it to him. I surrendered it to him. When I gave my life to Christ, I said, God, this is yours. My mouth is yours. <laughs> He's like, I don't want that. That's, <laughs> that's the biggest problem is your mouth. <laughs> the tongue is an evil. Your tongue is very evil. Do you know that? The Bible says it's very, very evil, very hard to control. I got to honor God with my mouth. Before I got saved, I would never speak publicly because I wasn't a public speaker. So I thought. And when I got saved, I said, God, whatever you want to do with me, he says, I want to use that mouth. I want to use your volume. My wife is always like, you're so loud. I don't think I'm loud. But I am. <laughs> God said, I want, you to, I want you to take that voice, that volume I want you to take your hands, your legs, all of this, and I want you to serve it the way I intended it to be used. That's honor. You have a car, honor God with your car. You don't necessarily have to give it to God. Just say, God, I want to use it the way you want me to use it. You have a house, apartment, a table, clothes. Use all those things according to how God wanted you to use it and how it was intended to be used. That's what honor means. Honor also means to, to acknowledge God's holiness with what you give. Revelation 4.11 says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Say God is worthy. God is worthy. So when you give to God, you are saying, God, whether you give your tithes, your offerings, or on November 15th, we're going to take our commitment Sunday. God, I am committing over the next two years this amount of money because I am honoring you as the giver of everything I have. Whenever you give to God, by the way, whenever you give to God, really all you're doing is returning to God from what he has given to you. You're not like, well, this is all mine and here's a little bit God. Because God doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. Matter of fact, God, if he wanted to, can take everything you have. Do you acknowledge that? Do you acknowledge that? Very good. Everyone take a deep breath in. Say Yes. Yes, and what we're saying is God is God. I am giving back to you because you are holy. You are the provider of everything I have. And so I'm going to honor you with what I keep because some things you're going to let me possess. And I'm going to honor those things by using them according to what you want. And I'm going to honor you with what I give, acknowledging you are worthy of all my praise. And that's how I'm going to honor you. And so as we, and then it says, number three, honor given results in honor received. By the way, God will honor you, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, if you honor him. It says, therefore God, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me, I will, shall be lightly esteemed. When you honor God... God honors you. If you ever see someone be blessed in public, you ever see someone's life is just all this, these blessings come to them. And you scratch your head. How many of you have ever seen someone, you're like, how is that happening for them? And raise your hand. Amen. Anybody? How many of you have never seen anybody like that? No, you never seen anybody like that? Let's, let's, let me raise our hand, elbow above your ear like that. <laughs> Some of y'all doing a T-Rex raise. It's good exercise. Good exercise for your anterior deltoids. This is right here, right here, it's right here. Lateral deltoids, posterior deltoids, there's three groups of muscles in your shoulder, and you can work them all out by raising your hand. Amen. Let's try that. Left hand. Let, let's try it together. Left. There we go. Right. Left. There. Hey, look at that. 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 Very good. Very good. How many of y'all seen someone's life blessed? Amen. 
it's probably because they're honoring God in private and God is honoring them in public. God honors those who honor him. The flip, the, the reverse is also true. You dishonor God when you misuse what he gave you. If you think about all the things you have, you can even go through your house, your apartment, and say, am I using that according to what God wants? Am I using that according to what God wants? Am I using that according to what God wants? And if the answer is no, you're dishonoring God. You, you dishonor God by refusing to acknowledge his worth, by being greedy, by not giving him. By the way, not only giving him of your finances, giving him praise. When we worship, are you singing to him from the heart and saying, God, I love you, I worship you, I acknowledge you, I trust you, I praise you. Or are you saying, when that day comes, God's like, I don't want that. No, God, I acknowledge you as holy. You dishonor God by refusing to give to him. And you dishonor God by seeking honor from man versus honor from God. Well, I'm going to worry about what man thinks more than I worry about what God thinks. Is that when you're like this in church, because you don't want to do this because you're worried about what man thinks. And by the way, I used to be that guy. So I get it. I don't know. This is kind of weird. This is like the hippies in the, in the, in the, in the thing. I don't want to do that. No, no, no. That you're like, no, God, I worship you. Amen. So we honor God by what we keep, by using what we keep according to God's purpose. We honor God by how we give, that we give God our best, that we give God our first because he is worthy. Does that make sense? Okay, turn to Exodus chapter four, uh, Genesis chapter 14. Abraham, Abraham's son, I mean nephew, was kidnapped. And Abraham is going to rescue his nephew Lot. Abraham is going to use and surrender his own army to rescue his nephew. And then after he rescues his nephew, he is going to be met by two different kings. An earthly king and some divine king, some priestly king. And he is going to choose to honor one of those kings and dishonor the other. Abraham is going to use what he has to serve God. And then he is going to give a gift to the, to the divine king, Mel Melchizedek, the king of Salem, the king of righteousness, a priest of God. And we're going to see Abraham as a man of honor say, Lord, I honor you and I made a vow to you only to honor you. And my challenge to you today is that you would say today, I want to honor God. I want my heart. <laughs> By the way, the heart is the one thing, one of the things that you can 100% give to God. And at the same time, 100% keep for yourself. <laughs> that my challenge to you today is, Lord, I want to give 100% of my heart to you. And at the same time, I'm going to keep 100% of it to be used for you. And that's going to be my challenge. Because some of you have given a little bit of your heart. You've given some of your heart. And my challenge to you is that you would say, God, I want to give all of my heart. There are some of you couples in here that... Your hearts aren't united to each other. Your hearts aren't united to God. There's some of you singles in here. Your heart's not united to God. God says, I want all of your heart. I don't want part of your heart. I want all of your heart because I am worthy 
of all of your honor, of all of your heart. And if you give me all of your heart, you get to keep all of your heart, I will use your heart and shape your heart and take out your heart of stone and put in your heart of flesh. Some of your hearts, part of your hearts is stone. It's hard towards God. You give that to God and he will soften up. He'll tenderize it. He'll marinate it. <laughs> whatever you marinate stuff with. I don't cook so you don't marinate. Whatever you tenderize it. Can I get amen? Let's look at Genesis chapter 14. It says in chapter 14, verse 14, it says, Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive and he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Abraham had 318 of his own security force, his own security he divided his own forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Oba, which is north of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother, literally his nephew, and all his goods as well as the women and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Shava, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of the kings that were with him. Abraham, when he heard about his nephew being taken, he said, I'm going to submit my army to serve the, the, the king of Sodom, but mostly to go, to go rescue my nephew. I'm going to submit my army to God. And we're going to see in a minute that God gave him victory. The question is, do, are you honoring God with what you have? Does God have access to your car? Does God have access to your house? Does God have access to your ideas? These are the things that you keep. We're going to get to the things you give. God doesn't require you or necessarily expect you to give to the church or give away everything you have. But he does require you to honor everything you have. 100%. And the challenge first is to say, am I honoring God with this? Or am I treating this the way I want? Am I feeding it with what I want? Am I taking care of it the way God would want? That's a question to you. Because if you live a life of honor, you are living a life of 100% submission to God and saying, God, I want this to be praised to you. My health, how I sound, how I present myself, how I, how I talk about people. I want my home to honor you. When I first, first accepted the Lord, I, went, I, was, I, I got led to the Lord by these hippies, these, these Charles Manson looking dudes. Literally, white dudes, uh, beards, just hippie clothes, two of them, two or three of them. And I, they, they, they prayed for me in this department store. I accepted the Lord. I went to their apartment in Manhattan. And I remember walking in the apartment. This is my first exposure to Christianity, thinking this is what I, this is. And again, they look like the Jesus in the movies. So that was like, man, Christians really do look like that. So I'm thinking, am I going to have to look like that? And then I went to their apartment, and I'm walking through this apartment literally doing this. I was 19 years old, doing this over stuff in their apartment. And I'm, I remember like it was yesterday thinking, man, this is how I'm going to have to live. That was my impression. Now, I'm not saying if you have a messy house, you're not honoring God. But you have to ask your question, is it honoring God? Is being late honoring God? Is being sloppy honoring God? 
For all of you who work in the world and you go late to your job and you're not prepared and your, your boss sees you as a believer. No, honoring God says, I am going to honor him with everything. Because God is never late. He's ne you may think he's late, but he has a different clock than you. He's always on time. Abraham said, my army is yours, God. Whatever you want to do with it. And he defeated four kings with his own personal army. And then look what it says in verse 18. Then Melchizedek, which means king of righteousness. He's also king of Salem. Brought out bread and wine. The first uh, mention of communion in the Bible. He was the priest of God. The first mention of priest. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram, God of most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Melchizedek blessed, he was a priest of God. The Bible says in Hebrews he had no father, no mother, no beginning, no end. He was a priesthood in the order of Jesus Christ himself. And he says he blessed Abraham and said, blessed be Abraham that God delivered your enemies into your hand. God honored him because he honored God. And then it says in verse 20, blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, Abraham, gave him a tithe of all. This is the first time in the Bible the word tithe is mentioned. This is before, before the law. People say, well, the, the tithe is, is in the Old Testament law. This is before the law. It's this concept that I am giving God 10%. Tithe literally means a tenth. I am giving God a tenth of all what I increase. Now people say, well, do I tithe off my gross or my net? What do you want God to bless, your gross or your net? <laughs> you give God a tithe of all. You give God his tithe first. We saw in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, you honor God with your possessions, what you keep. And you honor God with the first fruits of your increase. You say, God, before I pay the government, even though the government took mine, I'm looking at the top, you're getting yours. Why? Because I honor you as worthy above my boss, above the government, above my bills. You are more important than all those obligations. I honor you first. And I honor you because I trust you are the giver of everything I have. And I'm also honoring you by giving you first that you are going to make up whatever I need. That's honor. God, I honor you first. I'm not going to worship man. I'm not going to worship the government. I'm not going to fear man. I'm going to put you first before everything in my life. Can I get an amen? And you do that by how you treat what you have. You do that by how you treat what you give. And, and Abraham said, out of all that I give, I, out of all that I got, I'm giving you first. And then look what it says next. It says, the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. In other words, Abraham, you just, you just give me all the people, but I want to pay you. Huh. Abraham said, I don't want your money. Look what it says. Abraham said to the king of Sodom, verse 22, I have raised my hand to the Lord. I made an oath before God. Everyone say made an oath. I made an oath before, I raised my hand to the Lord God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap. And that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should take, say, I have made Abraham rich. In other words, Abraham said, King, I don't honor you. I don't want anything from you. 
You just pay my guys their expenses, let them have what they, they've eaten, pay their expenses. But other than that, all I am doing is I am doing all of this for God. I don't want anything from you. I'm not saying you don't get paid. But what Abraham said is, I am here only to honor my God with my army. I am here to honor God with what, what was, was given. As a matter of fact, what was, what was received, I'm going to give God 10% and I'm going to pay my guys their expenses, but I don't want anything. Why? Because he was a God of honor. Am I saying for you not to get paid? Not at all. All I'm saying is this, that you honor God and that we make an oath in our life, in our church, that we are going to honor God. And honor God only. We're not going to honor man. And by the way, what I mean by honor God, we're not going to honor man before God. We're going to honor the image of God in people, but we're not going to bow down to people. We're going to bow down to God and say, God, everything I have, I'm going to use according to your plan in my life. And everything I give you and what I commit to you, I'm going to commit because you are holy and you are worthy. The one thing that we can honor God with 100% by keeping and one thing we can give 100% to God is our heart. There are some of you in here, you come to church and you may even serve at church. But it's kind of like a duty. You come, you watch, you listen, you get a little nugget and then you go about your business but we're not living a life of honor to God where everything in our life is being honored, saying, Lord, how do you want to use that? How do you want to use that? Am I honoring you there? You're not giving from the heart. You're giving out of duty. Don't give out of duty. Give out of generosity to God. God, thank you for what you've done for me. In a minute we're going to pray and some of you need to say, Lord, I want to give my heart to you. Because if my heart doesn't honor you, nothing else means anything. It's just religion. I want my heart to be passionately honoring and bowed down to you 24-7, crying out to you that you, it belongs to you. When you fall in love with somebody, you give your heart to them, and it's an act of faith, by the way. You say to that person, I love you. Here's my heart. Please don't break it. And a lot of times they do. God says, if you give your heart to me, I will not break it. Not only will I not break it, I will let you have it and I will mold and shape it and speak to it and encourage it and speak through it and empower it. There are some of you in here that just need to say, Lord, I just want to honor you with my heart. It may be an act of prayer for salvation and it may be an act of recommitment to God, but we're going to ask you to pray in all the campuses to say, Lord, I want to honor you. I really want to be a person of honor. So let's all bow our heads and pray in all the campuses. And I want you to listen very carefully. There are some of you in here today, God is calling you. He's saying, I want your heart. Either you've never given your life to Christ as your Savior, or you've been in religion. And he says, I want your heart. Some of you, your hearts have become dry. You've been stale. God says, I want your heart. I want it to turn on fire for me. So for whatever reason, you pray this prayer with me. It's a prayer of surrendering your heart to God that you would honor God with your heart. 
And that you would surrender it to him and 100% give it to him and 100% keep it. That he may mold it and shape it. So in the privacy of your heart, pray this prayer with me. In the privacy of your heart, say, dear God, I know you love me. I know you are worthy of all my praise. I know you are the giver of all good gifts. And I want to honor you by surrendering to you my heart. All my dreams, my passion, my things. I want to honor you with all of that. So I lay it at your feet. I lay my life at your feet. Forgive me for holding back. Forgive me for lacking faith, being stubborn. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for my life. I honor you. I surrender my heart to you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. It does not matter why you prayed. All that matters is that you saying, God, I want to honor you with my heart, and I give 100% of my heart to you, and I pray you shape it and mold it, that I can honor with you with it every single day. You are worthy of all my honor and praise. So if you prayed that prayer, and I'm going to count to three, I want you to stand in all the campuses. I'm going to ask you to stand. And by standing, you are honoring God by in this public place saying, yes, I honor him as my Savior, my Lord, my Master, my God, my Deliverer, my strong tower. I honor him before all man, before all principality, before anything, I honor him. So I suppose heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer on the count of three, I just want you to stand. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Now, now I'm going to ask you in a minute to all come down to the altar. And as they do that, we all want to cheer for them and honor them as they honor God. Come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. Amen. Come on down. Come on down to the altar. Amen. 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 Come forward. Amen. Stay right there. God bless you. 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 Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Come on now. Come on now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give them a big hand. Let's honor them. Let's honor them. God bless you. 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 Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 
Amen. Let's give him a big hand. Come on now. Whenever you meet somebody, doesn't matter who they are or what they've done, it does not matter. They have the image of God in them. And we need to give honor to the image of God and the potential of God in their life. I have no idea any, anything about any of your lives, but I know because you're human, you got junk in your life. Can I get amen? <laughs> Can I get amen? I'm not trying to call you out. You can nod because we're all there with you. Amen. But we honor you. We honor you in the sense that we, we acknowledge your incredible eternal value before God. And God's incredible plan for your life. And God's incredible love for you. It doesn't matter what you've done because if you've repented, guess what? He doesn't remember it anymore. He sees you as his child. And he has incredible plans for your life. And we honor that in you. Amen. Let's give him a big hand. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray for them, and then we're going to cheer them into that room, and then Pastor Greg's going to come out and close us out. Lord, I pray for all these people, and we pray, we honor them for their faith to come forward. And we pray you bless them. Lord, may we be a church that honors you. In Jesus' name, amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand.